Get ready for an hour filled with conspiracies, UFOs, ghosts, the paranormal, legends, and myths from around the world. Chasing Prophecy Radio, where the paranormal is supernatural. With your hosts, Sean Kelly, Jenny Nicasio. Welcome to the Chasing Prophecy Radio. And here are your hosts, Sean and Jenny. Good evening from the Keystone State, clear across the globe. Welcome to Chasing Prophecy on the UBRN Talk Radio 107.0 FM, New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. I'm Jenny Nicasio, along with my co-host, Sean Kelly. Remember to like us on Facebook and Instagram. It's great to be here tonight, Sean. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm more excited about this. <laughs> Too bad saying? I ain't down there in New Orleans, you know, hunting some <laughs> crocodile, man. I want to do that one day. Oh, man, this is great. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, we, we do. have a new station, which I'm mm-hmm. so excited about. And how do you feel about that, my man? Oh, my God. I'm so happy I can do the Irish jig right now. But <laughs> I like all the wires will that. get messed up. <laughs> Yeah. I'd like to see you do the hours. <laughs> Sean, you were a very busy boy this past week at the famous haunted Lake Shawnee. Is it as haunted as the media portrays it to be? You know what? It is haunted, but not what the media portrays it to be. Okay. How's that? Well, first of all, um, it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be Watch watching the other shows that were down there. When I went down, it was less like a typical investigation. And um, the coolest thing that happened down there was um, there was a little girl that got killed by a truck. And she was on the swings. And what happened was, and this is like really crazy. I do have the video for it. So we will put it up on our uh, Facebook. But you actually saw the swing move back and forth very slowly. And... There was no wind that night, and if you really look at the video, all the other swings are not moving. So, yeah, so the, you, the, it, it really did swing. There was no wind. There was nothing. no breeze. No one pushed it. Nope, not at all. No. Now, I watched a video on YouTube. Um, there was an um, a photographer. He, there, was there a teddy bear there? He had a, There was a teddy bear on it, the swing. Was there one? Yeah, you know, yeah, they did have the teddy bear and it was still on there. But, you know, it's crazy. There was a ton of stuffed dolls on that swing. Oh, really? Yes. I don't really quite remember how many there were. But uh, I will tell you this. And if you are interested in going to Lake Shawnee, please Mm -hmm. go because it is a very, very good haunting experience. It really is. is. Guarantee it. You will get. You will definitely get some evidence, and if not so much the evidence, you get to spend back in history because there's a lot of the rides there that are still there. They're all rusted out and stuff like that. But uh-huh. um, I had a great time. My uh, paranormal group, Pittsburgh Paranormal, we had a fun time. Met new people, and it is worth going to see. Now, did you see anything else besides the swing set? 
Uh, you know what? I I didn't, but I had a couple group members that have that saw. Well, I know one, Jason, he picked up, he went, he had to go back and get a piece of equipment he left by the swing set. And he actually saw the, the, the figure of the little girl. Wow. Uh, yes, coming out of, we'll have him on the show one time and he can describe it. And Did, um, did he say he what she lie. looked like? Uh, it was a small figure, uh, little figure of the girl, but she had like a red dress on, I think he said. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Wow. But to me, the main attraction down there is the swing. The swing. So yes. the little girl, she rides the swing. That's where she was killed, right? Yes, exactly. And uh-huh. what's really crazy, too, is um, it, just the atmosphere of being there. The backstory, we don't have time to get into it now, maybe some other show. But uh, it, it it's sad, you know, sad. it's really, really sad. And um, if anybody's... Uh, want to know more information about it just go to google and uh go to um lake shawnee and it's our description of it yes so it was a good trip yes it was that's not all you did this (laughs) week um you did something called gold prospecting yes i did tell us a little bit about that real quick okay uh i started gold prospecting about three years ago and um i love it it's great I get dirt and I look through it. And if I find gold, I find gold. If I don't find gold, I don't find gold. You don't find gold. No. But you know what? Honestly, to be honest with you, is once you see that little speck of gold in your pan, you're hooked. You're hooked. You know, yeah. so. It's exciting. It's like, yes. you know, Willy Wonka in the gold tick, golden ticket. Sort of. <laughs> remember that? You probably yes, don't remember I, that. I, I do remember that. But it's just like fishing. You know what I mean? You go out and cast. But you don't throw it back, though. You keep it. Oh, no, I keep it. (laughs) I keep it. Wow. Well, you know what? Um, Let's talk about money for a little bit. Okay, please do. Okay. The stores are saying there's a shortage of coins, and they're asking customers to use their debit cards and their credit cards, and nickels on a rise, and so is gold. What are your thoughts on that, Sean? Bunch of horse crap. (laughs) Horse crap. Okay. Horse crap. I mean, it just gives uh, the government more time, you know, more leverage on you to, you know, to find out where you're going, what you're spending it on. You know, uh, this world was built on money, not credit cards. Exactly. And uh, it really, like, I went to a, um, a uh, one of them, like 7 Eleven, whatever. It wasn't 7 Eleven, but. It was one of those stores, mm-hmm. and I went to pay for cash, and the guy wouldn't let me pay cash. He had made me pay by credit card, and I was like furious. So what do you do if you don't have a credit card? You're screwed, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Basically. Well, talking about the government, there's talk in the news about the digital money. We already have Bitcoin, which I don't right. think is a good idea, no. but some are saying we should be terrified of it because – there's a probability that the U.S. moves to the government-backed digital currency in the future. And from the government's position, it makes too much sense for them to control us. And government-backed digital currency gives them and the Federal Reserve complete control over our spending and our money supplies, basically everything. And it should That's be a concern. Cool. Yeah, and it should be a concern for everyone. We yes. should be scared. I know I am. I'm not. 
I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm you're not, not you're not, I'm not afraid of that ghost. I got gold, I, mean, I got gold's better than that shit. Well, yeah, but if they keep, if they're going to make us do this, I mean, what if there's a big blackout? We're screwed. Yeah. yeah Unless you have, because if you don't have dollar bills, you can't hide it under your mattress. No. So. I, I will be honest with you. I think there's just too many people that's not going to go for that. No, and I hope so. All the patriots that are rising up against Antifa and that, I think there will be a bigger rise against something like that. So well, I hope so. But shifting gears, because this is a story, this is a um, show about money, and COVID has put a lot of Americans out of work. And it could be, it would be nice if we could just dream up the money in our pocketbook. But that's not exactly how it works, I don't think. But wouldn't it be nice if we could manifest wealth? I was just telling my mother this evening, I said, wish I could just have some extra cash. Well, according to our next guest, James Coy Jr., a.k.a. Attract Money Guru, he knows a lot about attracting money. And is it possible? Well, we're going to find out in just a moment. James is a best-selling author of How to Attract Money Using the Power of the Mind, a book that will set new standards for concise, no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point self-help. He condenses and simplifies attract metaphysical concept and powerful success principles, making a life-changing information accessible to everyone, not just a few, but everyone. James has written 11 books. I wish I could do that. You can see James in the groundbreaking docudrama. It's a documentary, I believe. Think and Grow Rich. The Legacy. Mm -hmm. James, welcome to Chasing Prophecy. Hey, guys. I'm so happy. Hey, James. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Nice to talk to you guys. So, James, tell us about your adventure. And attracting money. Yes, certainly. You know, I uh, came to California more than 40 years ago from New Jersey. And within the first few years here, I started finding my first books on mind power and uh, law of attraction type teachings, manifesting, spirituality, metaphysics. And uh, one of the early books I read was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So I became uh, just engrossed in this subject of using the mind to uh, affect material reality. That's an age-old teaching. It's been around for hundreds and thousands of years. There are hundreds and indeed thousands of documents and, and uh, teachings and books on the subject. It's nothing new. But I really uh, made a big study of it and uh, started teaching it and finally decided, settled in on writing a book, my first book, about uh, actually using the mind to attract money. Just using everything I learned about about using the mind to manifest uh, material reality specifically tailored for attracting money in the modern day world. I read The Secret, okay, and I put put it out there into the universe and I would hit you know, I would hit the lottery or I would win Publisher Clearinghouse or I'd get that big book deal. But I haven't. OK, I haven't. So can you tell tell us or walk us through the process um, with an audience to manifest money? What am I doing different? What? Why am I not manifesting money, James? Right. 
Well, uh, there's many levels of it. So, I mean, you could be self-sabotaging without knowing it. You could have uh, counter uh, uh, subconscious beliefs that are in opposition to your desire to have money. Maybe you have, uh, for instance, in the book, I have a a chapter on self-image. So for some people, they don't quite feel like maybe they deserve it. Or they have been programmed by society at large and, and people in their lives that, you know, if you have a lot of money, you're not a spiritual person or rich people are bad because they, they have to go against their moral standards or, you know, what most people would consider moral convention, convention uh, conventions. But it's really, you know, it's very um, wide open as far as what can be getting in the way. And uh, as but as opposed to what some teachers might do where they want you to ferret out and dig up like what you might be doing wrong or why, you know, you might not be manifesting or my, what might be in the way at a subconscious level. I like to take the opposite approach, which works like a charm for me. It's, it's brought me, you know, uh, windfalls into hundreds of thousands of dollars, just complete miracles. Uh, and that is, I like to focus my mind 100% to the degree I'm humanly possible on what I want to manifest and why it is possible and how it can happen and not look at or dwell on uh, what might be in the way because it's a basic uh, metaphysical principle that what we focus on, we you know, we feed our energy to. Um, you know, what we think about, we bring about and things of that nature. So uh, it's just really that yeah, and, but I'll hasten to say really quickly, there's something in the mix here called divine order. So sometimes things don't happen on our schedule. And if we're in tune with divine order, we're okay with that also. Okay. Um, Sean, what do you think? I mean, I know the skeptic in me says, well, so it did happen for you. It worked for you. You got money from this? Multiple times. One time I took the household from $50,000 in credit card debt to receiving two six-figure windfalls within a three-month period uh, decades ago. Uh, And that's before I finished my book. I actually quit my job at that time. We were very close to homelessness and losing our credit cards because we were borrowing so much now to live and to pay the cards. But uh, decades ago, we were $10,000 in credit card debt. And I came up with one simple affirmation, which is another uh, chapter in the book. Um, All of my credit cards are completely paid off. And four to six weeks. We received a gift for $10,000, um, and I could go on about other things using visualization very early on. I was still in my 20s uh, and with this little one-man hauling business, and I, start, I, I started using visualization uh, to increase my business, and all of a sudden I was having, you know, I was fulfilling my vision of being at the bank with this big stack of checks. And it absolutely works if we work it. Um, now, a lot of people that used to come to the, the classes I would do and stuff, they would say, well, you know, I've studied this stuff for years and I have the, my ideal mate or I used uh, affirmation or visualization for my dream job or, or home. But why doesn't it work for money? And uh, that's why I wrote how to attract money using my power is my first book because it actually does work for money. If it works for anything, it works for everything. And I like to tell people that for me, because I've used it for a lot of other things too, to, to stay safe, to keep people from, you know, doing things I didn't want them to do that were going to harm me and things of this nature, starting a dead car in the middle of the night in the middle of the desert with sheer wow. mind. I like to tell people that attracting money is actually easy compared to a lot of the other things I've done because money's not even real. It's just digits and on, on a computer screen. It's just 
paper and coin that doesn't even have any real, you know, valuable metal in it. Uh, it's just an idea. It's just an agreement. So to me, attracting money is actually easy. There, there's a lot of other things we can do with our minds as well. But of course, in that book, uh, my main book still is my first book, but still the main one that people like to talk to me about and that I like to talk about. Um, it's it's basically uh, all, all there. But And I also like to tell people that it's great practice because money is a big um, desire for everyone. So I, it's kind of a carrot. You use money as a carrot to learn how to use your mind to attract money. But then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I can do all these other things too now with my mind. Well, uh, okay. Go ahead, Sean. Do you have a question or you want to? Yeah. Um, I want to get back. Maybe I'm, I said it wrong. Uh, the divine order. Right. Right. Divine order. I have a, a, a new book coming out uh, on divine order fairly soon. Right. And okay. divine order is basically like if people believe in mind power or divine intervention uh, and things like that at all. And let's say someone loses their job and uh, but they have a chance meeting with someone and they end up getting this wonderful job that's in every way better. Right. Than the one they had more money, closer people they like instead of people they don't like in all of this. And if people believe in divine intervention, power of prayer, whatever you want to call it, they might say, oh, yeah, that was a wonderful um, you know, divine order. That was divine intervention. And things are now the way they're supposed to be. But what I like to point out to people is that we have our ideal job now, but guess what? We would not have had it had we not lost the other job. So losing the other job was actually in divine order, was the absolute best thing that could have happened. And the wider out we, we pan with our camera from a spiritual perspective, the more and more we start to see that that explains life. Life mm -hmm. is divine order, the good and the bad, the seemingly good and bad. I don't uh, call things good and bad. I call them basically desirable or undesirable. Um, oh. But it's all it's all a matter of perspective, but it's a very empowering and powerful perspective when we start to look at it more in those terms. Okay, now when you go through this, okay, do you meditate or do you just think it? Yes, walk us through it. Right. Okay. I'm not actually a big uh, meditator. Uh, this is not at odds with meditation by any means. And people do use meditation for uh, prosperity-based um, endeavors. But what I like people to understand is that we are using mind power all of our waking hours. We are thinking. We are having emotions. We are having images within our minds. And we are having words come out of our mouths. And all of that is are the mechanisms which direct mind power to what it's going to do. So life as a manifester um, becomes basically a walking meditation in which we are uh, absorbed in the, the process and in the moment, but we're not mesmerized by it. We don't forget the fact, as the quantum physicists and, and metaphysicists and whatnot would tell us, that it's basic. It's very dreamlike in many ways. It's an illusion in the fact that a, a material reality is not what it appears to us to be. Um, and we so we walk through life in that in that vein, and we are actually monitoring our thoughts quite often it seems like we're doing it from outside of ourselves and we're gently modifying them as needed and basically um, 
uh, one of the techniques is to think as if. Uh, for finances, you want to always think as if the financial circumstances you want to bring about either are now or will be reality. And uh, that is putting our mind to work because the subconscious mind and the universe at large are diligently trying to create in the physical what they believe is real. And all that they know is the information we give them. It's our, uh, it's our mental thoughts. It's our emotions, the images, and the words we're speaking. See, I truly believe in the, what you were talking about. But being an, uh, an Alcoholics Anonymous, I've been sober 30 years, and I've had a ton of divine intervention. Okay, but I think it's only what spirit wants me to have, not what I want. And so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I tried money, 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 money. And you know what? I'm lucky I get a dime. Same but here. let <laughs> me tell you something about this. this. I got an interesting story. Um, I was going through a divorce. I lost my job at the post office. Okay. I didn't know what I was going to, I had no money at all, none whatsoever. And I'm like, God help me, God help me, God help me. And you know what? Here's the big deal about it. I didn't pay rent for a whole year where I was living, kept my car without a car payment for a whole year. And I always had food in my stomach, always had a roof over my head, and always had a son who loved me. And I think, okay, you know, because before that I made a lot of money, you know, and it's like, okay, think, dummy. God's given you what you need, not what you want. And I believe that what I get in return today is only what I'm supposed to get. Right. And that's a very good point. I concur 100%. And I'll just toss another uh, wrinkle in here, which is that when we are a spiritually uh, minded people, we will have certain desires. In other words, they will be divinely implanted, divinely ordained desires within us, whether it's to do some some great work, whether it's to uh, bring in a lot of money so we can do things with that money. So a, a lot of what become, we think, I want this, I want that, if we're highly spiritual people and in that spirit, process of living a spiritual life, a lot of our desires will actually be from a higher source. And yep. when we're guided in that, I have a, a chapter in the book also on intuition. When we're guided in that way, then we can be um, clear that we're moving in the right direction and for the right purposes. Even though we don't know exactly where we're heading, we know it's suppo we're supposed to be going in that direction. So I, I completely concur. It's definitely not uh, money, money, money. It's, you know, what, what is what the spirit want me to do? What does God slash universe slash higher self you know, want here? What am I supposed to do? How can I be the most and give the most? Um, but also, we can never lose sight of the fact that in modern society, and I've had people, we've had people give us cars, um, let us uh, buy a, a, a mobile home when we had no money, no credit, no down payment or anything, and still just trust us. So it's not always about the money. Uh, but what I like people to know is that 
in modern society, money is extremely important. Everything we do, uh, and even sleeping at night, where it's costing us money to have a roof over our heads and electricity to the alarm clock or whatever. So money is extremely important, and it is in no way, shape, or form counter to anything that's uh, spiritual. James, uh, if you have, okay, for instance, I, I know someone that has a book option, and they have a, they pitched um, a producer, they have the producer, but they're looking for investors and it's been going on for quite a while. What would you tell this person they need investors? Is there something that they can think to manifest the investors? Is there anything that they can do like what you're, you know, to, you know, meditate, you said no meditation, but how should they think in order for them to get investors? Right. Well, there's, there's two little uh, parts here. One is, I would tell this person, let's get real clear on exactly what you want. It's really not investors. It's the okay. money. It's the money. Okay, now, so what would you tell them? So the, the uh, money may come through the investors, probably most likely would. It's the most likely way. But to not limit themselves to that and to focus more on the end results, which is having the money to do the turn the book into the movie or whatever they want to do, but then even take it a step further and see the end result. If it's your book up on the big screen, those are some of the images that you would program in. So we're always trying to see what, what's the bottom line of what I really want. Okay. Investors, it's the money. And what's the end result? It's my book up on the screen or whatever it might. And then uh -huh. you use all the techniques, visualization, affirmation and all. Oh. Okay, so you should imagine the like the, the book on as a movie, watching it already taken place. Is that what you mean? That you should if, see it? Yes. Okay. If or if cool. okay, so they should do that. Now, even like okay, I want a boyfriend. Say, I'm not me. No, say I'm just saying if I want. Say, or, yeah, if, if I'm a young person and I want to get married and I'm dreaming of a mar you know, getting married, so they should actually see themselves walking down the aisle, being with the one they love in that moment at the beach, embracing each other. So that's what they should be thinking of. Well, uh, there's a few things we can look at here. One is if they have a specific per person in mind, like an actual living person with a name. Okay. And that person is not as excited about the prospect of that as they are, and yet they try to use their mind power to force that into being, basically, in essence, to override the uh, will, uh, the free will of the other person. Then we're getting a little bit into more what you might term black magic because we're trying to impose our will over another person. Uh, okay, so don't do that. Just have, no. have maybe, maybe just think, oh, I really – I want to. I want a relationship. I'm tired of being alone. So imagine that you're with somebody. Maybe not actually have their face. Maybe just have somebody or feel the love. Maybe well, just feel the love. Right. I uh, and have things in your mind. This person uh, is educated, or you know, has this these interests in common with me and everything. But even one step before that, I would ask. I would tell them to ask themselves, what. Do you think uh, having this other person is going to give you like you feel like you're lacking something? So you want this relationship with this dream person? Why? Well, because I'll feel more whole. I'll feel more safe. I'll feel happier. Well, guess what? You can and should have all of those. Exactly. 
And I would tell the person that you're not going to find another person. You know, the odds are not of you finding another person to make you feel safe, whole, secure and whatever. Mm -hmm. But find that yourself. Find that yourself, and then you will naturally attract the person who will be the the object and the uh, outcome of mm-hmm. those feelings. And again, divine intervention, correct? Yes, yes. I, you know, people ask me sometimes point blank, "Do you believe in, um, you know, uh, free will or in destiny?" And it used to really, you know, I, I would like, you know, think on it and ponder that question for years mm-hmm. on end. And I finally came, the further out you can get in your, your whatever you want to call them, meditations or spiritual awakenings, it's actually an answer that no one who's not ready for it can comprehend. But life is actually both, okay? Predestined mm-hmm. and free will along the way. And I know that that seems... Like uh, that, like they cancel each other out, but they really don't. Um, and I don't know how else to explain it other than when you start to experience it, then you then you kind of know. In life, we don't. It's not a anytime there's a duality. Anytime we're trying to say, do we go left or right? Um, we're we're in a frame of mind that's uh, that's steeped in limitation. Mm-hmm. And when we start getting beyond that, and with money or or anything else, we start seeing that. Uh, you know, it, it, which is true, A or B. Well, at one level, it's A or B, but at a higher level, it's both. And then at an even a higher level, it's neither. And it's, it sounds very abstract, but when, when, when you start to actually experience the mindset that you, allows you to uh, be from that frame of reference, which is way outside of our normal human uh, perspective, uh, it makes more sense than anything we've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. When um, you do this, when you give, is it possible that there has to be like a yin and a yang? Like if you want money, you might have to lose something close to you. Is, is Do you believe in anything like that? Is that? Well, I absolutely believe that anybody that believes that that will be their experience. Okay. Okay. But we always give up something for anything we get. Now, if I if I uh, am not a famous person and I want to mm-hmm. be, let's say I'm an actor or an author and I want to be famous, mm-hmm. well, when I gain fame, I lose anonymity. When mm-hmm. I gain public uh, notice and adulation, I lose my privacy. So there's always... A balance, and there's always a give and take in this realm of the material mm-hmm. dimension. Because if we go up, we're we're heading in the opposite direction from down. If we go left, we didn't go right. And so here, from this perspective, there's always going to be something when we move towards something. We're by by the mere fact of that, we're moving away from something else. Hmm. Sean, what are your thoughts on that? Um. I'm I'm right along with this with this um, James man really, because what he's saying already has happened to me. And as he was talking and explaining, I was reflecting in my back in my past, and I'm like, oh, that's why that happened, you know? Yeah. Um. So th- th- this is pretty interesting. Um. But I'm so damn busy that I don't have time to. You know, force myself to looking for money, but it's also possible. Like I go to a, a creek and say, "Okay, 
like a week before I go, hey, I'm going to find gold. I'm going to find gold. And then I find gold, right? Yeah, exactly. So if I want, see, now if I want to, I want to start manifesting money because um, I need it. Okay. So I should just picture like, do you play the lottery? Do you, do you go to the casinos? Do you just like, what, what would you tell somebody? You, okay. You, you, you're looking for some extra money. You want to pay off your house, pay off your mortgage. So how would you, if you have a job and you're going paycheck to paycheck or you're not working, you're one of these um, businesses that had to close shop because of COVID. What would you tell them? How would you tell them to, to manifest the money? Well, we would start out with, of course, what's the end result? What's the money going to do for you? It's going to help you stay in your home. It's going to help you make your car payments or whatever it is. Let's get clear on what it is we want. Okay. Because you can get those things without money. I mean, one time, I think it's happened more than once, but one time I'm remembering that uh, we needed to go somewhere and uh, we fly somewhere and um, my my uh, spiritual partner, she's a natural born medium, Kathy, she got the message that, well, if we go here to that funeral, then we'll be able to go to visit my sister. And I didn't know how, because we had no money in those days in our, back in our, when we were in our twenties, mm-hmm. but um, on the going to the um, funeral, the plane, I don't know if anybody's, if you guys have had this happen, but they were completely booked. And so they asked for volunteers to give up their seat. And in exchange, you get a, um, ticket to anywhere in the U.S. round trip ticket. Now, because I had to get to the, uh, I could, didn't have any extra time. I had to get to the funeral back in New Jersey. We mm-hmm. couldn't uh, take the offer, okay? Which I've only seen a few year, times over all my years of flying. But guess what? On the way back, the same exact thing happened. Mm-hmm. And we raised our hands, ooh me, ooh me, and then there was the ticket. Uh, the free round trip ticket to go see her uh, sister in uh, Texas at the time. So it's it's not all, only about the money, but you you mentioned the lottery. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't gamble. I don't go to casinos and all that. But I do buy lottery tickets, and I advise everyone to buy lottery tickets to to pick a game or two. I play two games, and uh, to just be consistent with it. And the reason is because by the sheer fact of buying a lottery ticket, you are affirming. That this time next week, you could get the news over the, you know, radio, Internet or whatever, mm-hmm. that you now are the proud, you know, possessor of one hundred fifty million dollars, three hundred fifty million dollars next week. You may and may not win the lottery, but just having that open consciousness that, you know, that you could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, Friday night when when they call those numbers three days from now, let's say that. Mm-hmm mindset is invaluable and to be able to purchase that for a dollar or two is one of the greatest uh uh, you know bargains on the planet i think and um i would tell the people that to not um be fearful to not think about what they're trying to keep from happening but to dwell more on what they do want to happen to stay positive also to be realistic, to be frugal in the meantime, which everybody should be frugal all through their lives, which basically means non-wasteful, no matter how much money they have. So there's a lot of, but then I'd also point them to the book and I'd say, you know, just looking at the chapters in the book, the chapter titles, um, mm-hmm. Design 
belief, expectancy, money mindset, money goals, think and results, think and feel as if, speak as if, act as if, affirmations, visualization, environment, organization, laws of money, intuition, plans, right livelihood, which is a big one, self-image, personal energy, and radiate financial increase. So it's not just, you know, you do one or two different things, but you can do just one or two different things and have great results. But the more you start to understand the whole package, the inner and the outer, the mind power and the organization, you know, around you and, and the environment you're in, the, the more of the pieces of the puzzle you have, the better you will be at putting those pieces together and attracting money into your life. That sounds awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your other books, the, the, the one that you work. Did you say you just finished one or one's oh, out? I have two books that will be coming out very soon. One is on thought power. One is on uh, divine order. And uh, I have 11 books total. Two of them are uh, song lyrics. I'm, I'm an amateur yeah. song, I guess you'd say. So I have uh, 50 lyrics in volume one, 50 lyrics in volume two. The newest book I just wrote, and some of my books, they have very intriguing titles. Uh, just to mention a few, Advanced Manifesting Made Easy, The Supernatural Power of Thought, Aware Power of Functioning, The God Function, um, 10 Metaphysical Secrets of Manifesting Money. But my newest book, I think, is quite interesting. And uh, I'll mention it now in case I forget during this interview. Um, but this book and a few others are free on Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble and all of that as, as downloads, uh, like whether it's, you know, Barnes & Noble, Nook or whatever, or Amazon uh, Kindle. But very soon, all of my books and plus the new ones coming out are going to be free in all of the digital formats out oh, there. All nice. of so nice. there be any, um, you know, reason for people because times are tough. I understand yeah. that. I do think my books, I know my books can help people. And so I've removed all of the, the financial barriers to them reading any of my books they want to. My newest book is called The New Normal, a spiritual, metaphysical and common sense take on the 2020 coronavirus emergency and its after effects. It's already been out for a couple of months now. And, and you know, this thing just really got on my radar basically in March, I guess, but, wow. uh, I had, it's really amazing how the book came about. It's, it's never happened like this before, but I had the idea to write this book and, uh, 21 days later, it was actually on Amazon in print. And I was just I, I'm talking to the, my Kathy here and her sister who's with us. And I'm like, what the heck happened in the last three weeks where did this come from you know all of a sudden it is but it's a very timely book uh and and also it's uh free uh it's already free the other ones will be free soon but this is one of the three that's free right now on amazon and other places yeah, so tell us about that well like what, what what are your what are you saying the new normal is we know what the new normal is about but you know six feet apart what is your new normal <laughs> Well, in the first couple of the chapters in the book, it's very abstract and spiritual, and quantum physical, talking about let's get our spiritual bearings and, and recognize that nothing has changed. In other words, if life was an illusion before this, it's an illusion now. If mind was the creative force behind everything before, it still is. Um, but also uh, the next chapter three there, they tell you what they want you to believe um, so I make a good case in the book that if you're getting your information strictly from the mainstream media, then you have absolutely no idea what's going on. I don't care what you think, but if that's where you're getting all of your information and those people are telling you what to think, then you don't know anything. 
Um, I talk about preparedness in the book. Uh, I have a chapter on optimism, um, the new normal. But, you know, basically, here's here's a, a scary thing. <laughs> I, I looked up the definition of normal. I don't know how many people, because, you know, we look at what's going on and it seems normal, right? But I looked up the definition of normal, which I probably had never done. And it's basically anything uh, that routinely occurs or happens. And they can start making us or, you know, putting into play these really weird things that a year ago, you know, um, we, we never would have, you know, like it would have been so bizarre that you would even try to get us to do these things, uh, uh, many of which don't make any sense at all scientifically and otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but once they become what is routinely done or what routinely occurs, they, by definition, become what is normal. And so I knew we were in trouble when I first heard the term the new normal. And that is because they used it way, way, way too soon. Yeah. I was like, what? You you already have a, a catchphrase for this? Uh-oh. And I knew. And I started telling people in my monthly e-zine, uh, my free e-zine, which people can get on my website, that, uh, yeah, this is way more than you think. It's going to be way worse than you think. The financial mm-hmm. and other social implications are going to be way worse and way more longstanding than you think. And I knew this, you know, months and months ago because I could see the writing on the wall. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's... I'm going to look up the definition of normal. I am. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're not, nothing's normal. I mean, it does, I think if you didn't listen to the news, everything would, like you said, like you said, James, everything would be the same. Jen, honest to God, and this is where I stand and I'm telling it on the radio, okay, you know what, I like who I was, I still like who I am, and I'm going to continue doing what I do. Here in Pittsburgh, you know for a fact, right? that they're sending people out and they're going to bust you and write you out a citation for not wearing a mask. Yeah. I I think, you know what, that's a bunch of bullshit. I I really do. I mean, it's, I I don't like it. I don't like the people telling me what to do. I cannot deal with that. And I'm not afraid of it either, you know, and come on, if anybody's listening that wants to like, you know, zap my credit report or something, whatever, I don't care. It's just that, I do not want to be one of the robots that I have to be told what to freaking do, okay? And I'm going to do what I want to do, and yeah. I'll shut up. It's not like it's not like 1984, the book, um, Big huh. Brother, and all that. No, this this isn't normal. But going back to the money situation, because I want some more money in my pocket like everybody else does, okay? <laughs> so the 10 um, secrets of manifesting, what are they? Okay. Uh, just so happens I have that book right here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I need good. to know that. Right? You were psychically predicting that, Jenny. Yes, I was psychically. Yes. <laughs> and these are very – all of my books are fa- fairly short, and th- this is definitely a short one. <clears throat> but I'll just give you the ten uh, – the titles, and then you'll know, we can talk about any of them a little more in depth, or I could even read a, a little bit. Everyone, get your so- notebook and pen out and start <laughs> taking notes, but, and uh, then go get the book. So that's right. And it'll be free soon on Amazon and all the other uh, places. Um, But basically, secret one is you already have it. 
Secret two is it's not separate from you. Secret three, it is not in your future. Secret four, it is right for you to have it. Secret five, you are worthy of having it. Secret six, a, we talked about this earlier, a higher you wants it. Secret seven, uh, inspiration beats planning. Secret eight, be a person who has it. Secret nine, cooperate with the universe. We've spoken about that also. And secret 10 is spread the good around. Isn't that almost like the um, the seven secrets of spiritual law? Isn't that uh, like the spiritual? Did you ever hear that? The, like Pat Chopra or D T? Yeah, D Chopra. Yeah. Right. I, I have read that book, but it's been a very long time, and I know that he he basically talks about the the um, field of potential that mm-hmm. we are existing within, and that everything is potential, um, and so. He wrote that book, uh, by the way, from what I understand, on a plane flight. Mm-hmm. So he sat in a plane seat and wrote that book in a couple of hours. So, and of course, that's a that's a classic, very you know, well known book. So, but everything that I write, uh, ha- go, I mean, if any metaphysicist or, or spiritual person or even quantum physicist would look at what I'm saying, it may not be exactly the way they would word it in quantum physics, but mm-hmm. I. So I have read some quantum physics. I have a lot of books on quantum physics, more than I've read. But uh, I don't think that they'll have anything, even the scientists, to argue against any of these points, for instance, that I just made, or from from uh, how to attract money using mind power. Mm-hmm. How is this different than the secret? Is it the same thing, same principle? You believe it, you receive it, or you the secret? I mean, I read that book inside out, um, and it never worked. I never, yeah, I never, I mean, there's some things at work, but nothing um, to the point of actual, like if I needed money, like, uh, so, so now, so then I get off the show tonight and, uh, you know, go to bed tonight and I'm going to say, well, I want, I need, I need to be pers- precise. So I need, I need a dollar amount. Let's say, do you need to say, I need so-and-so money, like hundred thousand dollars. I'm just give, throwing it out there. I wish. I, do I give it, you know, precise amount? Right. Um, it has to be precise. I can't just say I want to hit the lottery because you could hit the lottery for two dollars. That's right. That's right. But you don't have to be precise, but you can be precise. Like there's nothing wrong with having an affirmation. Um, you know, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Um, but you can also uh, affirm and, and create the mindset that uh, large amounts of money continue to flow to me freely. And, ah, and so you're not having an exact amount, but you're still attracting um, a lot more money. Uh, the secret now, the secret basically is what is the secret? The secret is the law of attraction. What mm-hmm. is the law of attraction? Basically, you know, ask, uh, believe and receive. And um but uh, in my, my book, which is really a manual, I do quote 160 other books in this book, including The Secret, um, including all the Wayne Dyer and, and Deepak, but also a lot of authors people have never heard about. Obviously, most people haven't even heard of 160 different authors in this, in this genre. Uh, but I have uh, chapters on things like environment, for instance, which I don't know that The Secret really approaches that to the degree I – so I think I make – in, in my book, it's nothing um, at odds with the secret, but it goes in directions that maybe students of the secret have not thought about. For instance, our environment um, is a product of our inner 
mind of how we think and feel, but also once we are we create or are attracted into that environment, then that environment starts to uh, feed uh, our inner uh, world. So they reinforce each other. So if I start to think more positively and more organized, because mind power is all about organizing your thoughts and setting priorities, finding out what's really important and starting to think about those things more in productive ways. Well, if I start to organize my mind more in those ways, I will naturally find myself organizing my environment, cleaning out the drawers and, you know, organizing, getting rid of things that I don't use anymore or whatever. Okay, that's a given. But here's the thing that most people don't understand, because our, our environment is us. It, we created it. If we start to organize our environment, like we go in and we clean off our desk, we organize our pa- papers and things of that nature, you, you will actually notice that your mind starts to become more organized. And in organization is power and focus, because, you know, the sun shines everywhere. But if you use a um, magnifying glass, you can burn, burn the dry grass and start it on fire. It's the same concept. The more organized we are, the more powerful our mind is on what we are focusing that those organized thoughts are. And we can become more organized in environment by how we think, organizing our thoughts better. But we also can start to actually think in a more organized and powerful and streamlined and productive uh, way by also working on our environment directly. So I approach it from a very abstract point of view, uh, but I also approach the subject from a very practical point of view. Uh, Environment and organization are just uh, two examples of that, um, that a lot of students, quote unquote, of metaphysics and the law of attraction or the secret, they don't really take it to that level. And, you know, anybody can attract more money. Anybody can use their mind and get parking spots downtown and this and that. But if you really want to attract a lot of money and be serious about it and not have to do things you don't want to do for money and all of that, like I've been able to free myself up from, then it really makes sense to study the subject inside and out and to do what you need to do inwardly, but also outwardly. And when you tie it all together, it's a very powerful process. Sweet. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's getting to that bewitching hour, and we're going to have to say goodbye to you, James. Um, Can you tell us where um, our audience can get a hold of you again? Sure, certainly. Just go to uh, my website, and that's james, G-O-I-J-R.com. When they're there, they can sign up for a... Uh, free my free monthly mind power and money e-zine get a free pdf copy of my book attract money forever and just from there can connect to me anywhere they want to connect to me well that's awesome well, thank, thank you, you for so... coming on buddy hey, yeah. thank you guys this has been really great and congratulations on your new show because i'm very excited about this whole deal thank you oh, thank you so much for being Sorry. here tonight and we're definitely going to get those books that are free sean oh. Tell our audience where someone can get in contact with you if they want to get a paranormal investigation. Yeah, sure. Not a problem. Uh, Just go on Facebook and go to our Pittsburgh Paranormal Society page and leave me a message and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Awesome. Awesome. And please check out my author page. On Amazon, J.E. Nicasio, my trilogy from the sky and all my books on Amazon.
And next week, we have spiritual superhero Brandon Kniff. He's going to be with us. And remember to like us on Facebook and check out Chasing Prophecy Radio and subscribe. And good night, everyone. And thanks for tuning in to Chasing Prophecy. Good night. Good night.